Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 7th, 2023. I'm super excited about the Word of God, the series that we're in. We just finished a five-month-long series on the miracles of Jesus, and now we started a brand new series. This is part seven of a series on the parables of Jesus. So I ended the series on the miracles with the mother of all miracles. I'm starting the series with the parables on the with the mother of all parables. This is the parable of the sower. So I'm introducing the parables to you. We're starting with the parable of the sower. We're walking our way through it. And this is part seven. The title of today's message is 11 things you can do. I'm going to talk about 11 different things that you could do to withstand or at least acknowledge the attacks of the enemy but 11 things you could do to withstand and endure and overcome. I want you to overcome. Put in the chat and say, I am an overcomer. You know what? I have the spirit of an overcomer and I overcome. Get ready to receive the word this morning. so let's get into the word for this morning. Before we do, uh, there's a scripture that we've been looking at all year long at our church. This is a scripture that we're meditating on, so I want to share it with you. And uh, it doesn't bother me to go over this scripture every day. It's like the Apostle Paul, he repeated himself several times in scripture, and he actually said this one time. He says, you know what? To me, it doesn't bother me to say the same things to you, but for you, it is safe. And so like my mother, when I would be walking out of our little apartment in East New York, Brooklyn, and heading into the streets of East New York, and I, man, it's only by the grace of God that I survived. But anyway, when I was walking out of the apartment, my mother would say to me over and over and over again, mira, enseñame con quien andas y te diré quien eres. And so what she was saying is, show me who you hang with and I'll tell you who you are. But she told me that hundreds of times. She repeated that to me hundreds of times. Why? To her, it didn't bother her to repeat it, but for me, it was safe. So Psalms 126 and verse four, I keep sharing it with you and it doesn't bother me to say it over and over again. But for us, if if this is something that I believe that God wants us to walk in in the season, that we believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us, then we need to hear it. All right. So Psalms 126 and verse four, the Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. Whatever we lost along the way, this is our season to get it back. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Our prayer in this season, that if there's any area of your life or of your heart that went dry, that in this season, God is going to restore you and refresh you again. You will be drenched in his spirit again. Say amen to that. Say, I receive it. All right. So let's get into the parable. So Jesus taught in parables, and um, as he did, he would often say, well, he that has ears, let him hear. And he knew that as he was telling these stories, these are natural stories with supernatural meanings, that not everybody was going to get it. And so he walked away. In this particular case, he taught a, a parable about a sower that went forth to sow. Well, after he left everybody, the, the, the disciples were like looking around, it's just them. And they said, hey, Jesus, can we talk to you for a minute? He was like, yeah, what's up? Well, you know, I know you talk about sometimes people don't understand the parables, but we don't understand it. 
can you explain it to us? He was like, you don't understand it? And he was like, no. He said, well, you need to understand this one because if you don't understand this parable, how can you understand any parable, which is why I call, call it the mother of all parables. So this is the explanation that Jesus gave his disciples. Mark chapter four, beginning at verse 30, he says, now the, the farmer or the sower is like someone who takes the teaching of the word of God. This is the word of God. That's the seed. And he now, he plants it down inside of people. Now, sometimes the seed of the word of God falls along the path. And that's like the people that hear the teaching, but they don't understand it. And because their understanding is unfruitful, Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Other people are like seed that's planted on rocky ground. This is who I'm talking about today. These are the people that hear the teaching. They quickly and gladly accept it, right? These are the loud people in church. They're always saying, you know, amen, real loud. But then if you're not living it out, <laughs> you're just giving God lip service. They quickly and gladly accept it, but they do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives as a result, as soon as trouble comes, the persecution comes because of the word that they receive, they're quick to give up. Other people are like seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. Now, these are the people that hear the teaching, but their lives have become full of other things. They have the cares of this world, the love of money, and everything else they want. They have selfish desires and competing priorities. So these other things grow up and they choke out the word and the word doesn't produce. And then other people are like the good ground. Okay, now the good ground, they receive the word of God. They let the word of God do what it does. It produces a harvest, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, and sometimes 100 times more. So we've been looking at all of this, and I, I'm talking about the rocky ground people. These are, three, these are three issues Jesus identified with these people. Number one, they do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. Number two, they keep it only for a short time. And then number three, as soon as trouble comes and persecution comes because of the word, they're quick to give up. So I want to talk today about the fact that the word of God attracts opposition from the enemy, that trouble will come, persecution will come because of the word, and then here's 11 things you can do about it. You ready? I said, I did all of that to just set up the message and set up the points. Now, this is the part where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions, lock in, and here we go. Y'all ready? All right, 11 things. Here's number one. The potential found in the word of God is boundless and supernatural. So the first thing you need to do to withstand the attacks of the enemy is understand that there is power in the word of God and this power is boundless and is supernatural. So there is power in the word of God and you got to, and I'm, I'm really dealing with today, the fact that it's going to attract opposition from the enemy, but let's acknowledge first that there's power in the word. Say there's power in the word of God. Acknowledge first that there is power, that the words that Jesus spoke, that the words are in the Bible, there's spirit and their life. There is power in the name of Jesus, and there's power in the Word of God. So the power in the Word of God has the power to transform lives. This changed my life completely. To transform lives, to break strongholds, and to provide supernatural change, which is why you want to immerse yourself. Say, I immerse myself in the Word of God. You want to meditate and medicate on it. How often? Day and night. The word of God has the power to change you and also empower you to withstand the attacks of the enemy. But the first thing you got to do is acknowledge that there's power in the word. The word of God is not just some book. The word of God is not just a good book you should study. No, there is a, this is a supernatural book and there's power in the word of God. So let's establish that up first, up front. Now, if you watch today's word every day, you already know there's power in the word because you come to tune in to the word of God. It's not about me, it's about God, it's about his word, but there's power in the word. Number two, there's so much power in the word that God goes out of his way to sow it and Satan goes out of his way to snatch it. 
So, so you got to be cognizant of the fact that there's a, here's, here's another thing you could do. Be aware of the fact that there's a battle for the word. The, the God is, there's so much power in the word. Put in the chat, there's, there's a battle for the word of God. God is going out of his way to sow his word down in my heart. And Satan is going out of his way to snatch the word that was sown. So there's a fight for the word. There's a battle for the word. Why? Because there's power in the word of God. Because one word from God can change your life forever. One word from God can change your situation forever. One word from God can shift some things in the spirit. All you need is one word from God. So there's a battle for the word of God. Satan is going out of his way. God is going out of his way. God wants to sow it. Satan wants to snatch it. Why? Because there's power in the word of God. So be cognizant, be aware that there is supernatural power in the word of God and that that power is going to attract opposition from the enemy. Satan is going to come when the word comes. Number three, uh, Satan could care less about you. What he's concerned with is your purpose. So another thing that you can do uh, to withstand the attacks of the enemy is be aware that it's not about you, it's about stopping your assignment. Say, or say it this way, the attack is against the assignment. Put that in the chat. The attack is against the assignment. So here's another thing you could do to withstand the, the attacks of the enemy. Recognize and acknowledge that Satan is not, Satan doesn't care about Rick Pena. What Satan doesn't want is for Rick Pena to leave the mark in this world that I am destined to leave by the grace of God. So what Satan is trying to do is stop me from my purpose. Satan could care less if I just want to be selfish and live in my feelings and live in my flesh. Woo, Satan will be happy and he'll leave me alone. But when I'm walking in the purpose that God has called me to walk in from the foundations of the world, and I'm receiving words from God, and I'm, I'm responding to the words that I receive, and I'm standing in faith without a doubt, without wavering, now, Satan is afraid of that because he knows that at that point I'm being used of God. So the attack is against the assignment. So this is why Satan wants to stifle you. He wants to get that word before you start growing because he wants to stifle you before you start unlocking your purpose and potential. Put in the chat, the word of God unlocks my purpose and potential. Come on now. So the word of God is unlocking my purpose, is unlocking my potential. So that's why Satan is attacking the word because he doesn't want me to walk in the purpose and the potential that God gave me from the foundations of the world. Satan doesn't care if all you do in church is sing songs. Satan doesn't care if you sing songs all day long. Right, if you sing praise songs, worship songs, you put on the radio, and that's all you do, that's cool because you ain't doing nothing. But Satan, what he doesn't want you to do is to walk out your divine purpose. If you're a teacher and you go into that elementary school, Satan doesn't want you to go into that elementary school empowered by the word of God, knowing who you are, pleading the blood of Jesus over your classroom, pleading the blood of Jesus over the whole administration, pleading the blood of Jesus over over your school in the name of Jesus, declaring that no, none of these children, there will be no attacks in this school. There's not going to be no school shootings here. If one of these children is being attacked by the enemy and Satan gets a hold of their mind and they go out and buy a gun, I declare in the name of Jesus that, that their mind is going to be transformed. Now, we ain't going to let that happen up in here. And so, so Satan doesn't want you to go out there and make an influence. And Satan doesn't want you to, to have a business that's prospering so that you can fund kingdom projects all over the world. See, there's power. The power of the word of God will unlock your purpose and your potential, and the attack is against the assignment. Say amen to that. Number four, Jesus taught us to grow by how? By receiving and responding to God's word. See, so another thing you could do is understand 
that that the way you grow is by receiving and responding to God's word. And so Matthew 4 and 4, Jesus said, men shall not live by bread only. How do we live, Jesus? We live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God for us. That's not just the 66 books of the Bible. That's every word God speaks to me. God gives me dreams while I'm sleeping. God gives me open visions while I'm awake. God gives me a word while I'm speaking, while I'm reading his word. God speaks to me while the pastor's preaching. God speaks to me while Rick Pena's speaking. God is speaking to me and I'm receiving and I'm responding. I'm living by every word. I'm, I'm, I'm only saying what I hear. I'm only doing doing what I see. And so this is how you withstand the attacks of the enemy. You buy by, by living by the word that God speaks to you. Jesus put a premium on hearing from heaven every day. Jesus put a premium. He said, I only, I'm only doing what I hear and what I see. I, you, he put a premium on it. But Jesus also explained that when the word comes, Satan will come. Persecution will come. Why? Because Satan is trying to get that word out of you before it produces change in you. Satan knows that he cannot stop God. He cannot stop the power of God. But what he can do is try to get you to give up and cave in and quit. And if Satan gets you frustrated to the point where you're not focused on what God said, you're not meditating on the word of God, you're not receiving and responding, you're not even thinking about God, then Satan didn't stop you. You stopped you. Say amen to that. All right. Number five. Don't be surprised when opposition comes. So here's another thing you could do is be not ignorant of the devil's devices. Don't be surprised. Here's another thing you could do to withstand the attacks of the enemy. Be aware that they're coming, right? So another thing you could do, just be cognizant that they're coming. So I'm not going to be surprised. I'm not going to be taken off guard. Be aware of this. I've explained this to you, but I'm going to say it again. God comes. The word comes. And faith coming by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So when God comes, the word comes, faith comes, all right? So God comes, the word comes, faith comes, but then Satan comes. So you got to be aware of that. The Bible says, be not ignorant of the devil's devices. Know that he's coming. So God comes, put that in the chat, the word comes, faith comes, and then Satan comes. So just know that he's coming. Understand and recognize that he's coming. When you get a word from God, get excited, but also get prepared. When you get a word from God, get excited, but also get prepared so that you're, once you're prepared, you know you can overcome fear and doubt and distraction and de temptation and persecution. No. And then when Satan does come, you're like, oh, you little dirty devil. I knew you was coming. I'm not going to allow myself to be distracted. I'm not going to allow myself to be dissuaded. I'm not going to derail myself from my own destiny. No, I knew this was going to happen. You're raising up like that. You know, you, you got people that are acting crazy. They're being influenced by the enemy. They're doing all of these things to get you out of your purpose. But I say this, say, I will not be moved. I, nah, I'm too focused on what God called me to do, right? So I'm focused. Number six, strengthen your faith in the word of God. If you want to withstand the attacks of the enemy, you got to meditate and medicate on God's word. How often? Day and night. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more you meditate and medicate on God's word, you're building up your faith. Put in the chat, say, I am building up my faith. Put in the chat, say, the word of God is building up my faith. I'm building up my faith. Why? I'm meditating on what God said. I'm, 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 I'm having some challenges with my children. I'm going to go find out what the word of God says about my children. Oh, Lord, Father, I thank you. I Great is the peace of my children. 
because they are taught of the Lord. Oh, glory. Father, I thank you that I'm, I'm, I'm leaving a legacy of righteousness, that my children and my children's children shall be blessed. Thank you, Father, that my children shall rise up and call me blessed. What's happening? I'm meditating and I'm medicating on the word of God. I'm standing in faith. You're having a problem on your career, your job, your business. Father, I thank you that you said in your word, I shall be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going out and blessed coming in. Oh, glory to God. Oh, thank you. Father, I thank you. Lord, there's a tax against you. Father, I thank you that no evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. Why? Because I have made you, even the most high, my dwelling place and my habitation. Oh, glory to God. Father, I thank you. A thousand can fall at my side. 10,000 at my right hand is not gonna, it shall not come nigh me. Why? Because you see what I'm saying? You're meditating on the word of God. You're building up your faith. Let me just pause right here and say this. If you don't have my affirmations books, I have a, uh, Isabella and I have a book called 150 Affirmations, Bible-Based Affirmations for Women and 150 Bible-Based Affirmations for Men. If you don't have those, you should get that. All of that, I'm just going through all of this. Let me speak what the word of God says about my children. Let me speak what the word of God says about my marriage. Let me speak what the word of God says about my children, my, my finances. Let me speak, whatever. So you're meditating. You need to build up your faith with the word of God. So when the opposition comes, you're anchored. Say this, say, I am anchored. I'm anchored in the word and I shall not be moved. I know that God's word, his plans and purposes, they shall prevail. Number seven, stay connected to the source. Here's another thing you could do. I'm going to stay connected to the source. What I'm not going to do is get my, allow myself to be distracted while I'm not praying. I'm not going to church. I'm not getting in the word. I'm not thinking about God. No, no, no. There are people I don't see, like, obviously I do today's word and all that. And, you know, but I don't see how people can live without God. But there's some that, that do. There's some people that, that only think about God on Sunday mornings. There's some people that go weeks without even thinking about whatever. I, I don't know how they do it. Stay connected. Put in the chat. Say, I I stay connected to, to the source. And you got to stay connected to the source. Satan is going to do everything that he can to get you distracted, to get you frustrated. You just cannot be moved. You cannot be surprised when those things come and you got to stay connected to the source. How do I do that? Well, through prayer, through meditation, through the word, through church, be, through, through being connected with a great cloud of witnesses, through fellowship with other believers. I'm staying connected to the source. I'm being strengthened. I'm being built up. I'm being encouraged so that when opposition comes, I shall not be moved. Say amen to that. Number eight, another thing you could do is stand firm in the truth of God's word. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but not God's word. God's word is going to be standing. So ground yourself in the truth of God's word. Allow the word of God to be the foundation for your, th your thoughts and your words and your actions, your decisions. So if the word of God is the foundations for your thoughts, your words, your actions, and your decisions, now the word of God, you're standing on the word, and, and when trouble comes, you, you won't be moved. Why? Because there's too much word in you. You will refuse to compromise or to waver when you're meditating on the word of God. Say amen to that. Number nine, go on the offensive. Say this, put in the chat. Say, I go on the offensive. Sometimes you just need to go on the offensive. Don't just sit back and receive it in a passive way. Go on the offensive. That's another thing you can do. So in Ephesians chapter six, the apostle Paul lays out the whole armor of God. He talks about 
this belt of truth, which is the word of God. He talks about this breastplate of righteousness. So I'm reminding myself that I am the righteousness of God by faith. He talks about the helmet of salvation. I'm reminding myself that I'm born again. I'm not going to hell. I'm going to heaven. He talks about the shoes of peace. And I have a peace in my heart. He talks about uh, uh, the shield of faith. And so I'm standing in faith without a, a doubt, without wavering. But then we only have one offensive weapon. So all of this other stuff was just shielding and protecting me. But there's only one offensive weapon. What is it? It's the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Oh, glory to God. So with the word of God, I go on the offensive. With the word of God, I, I'm now using the word of God to engage in spiritual warfare. I plead the blood of Jesus over my family, over my children. My children, know, even like, for example, Ethan, uh, uh, in a few minutes, he's still... Um, Joshua just graduated. <laughs> so Ethan is like, I don't want to go to school no more. He's like, dude, you still got school. You need to go. But Ethan, he goes out of the door at a certain time every morning, but he knows that he can't leave without me praying over him. And so sometimes, you know, I, I have a certain time where I pray over him before he leaves. But if I, if I'm like making coffee and not paying attention, Ethan would be like, dad, I'm like, what? Come on, man, pray over me so I can go. See, my children know you ain't going out that door without me praying over you. Like, like why? Because I'm going on the offensive. I'm going to release the grace of God. I'm going to stand in the gap. I'm going to, why? Because we got to go on the offensive. You, you don't just sit back and let things happen. No, you, you attack the enemy with the word of God. You speak the word of God over every area of your life. You stand, you decree, you declare, you stand in faith. You, you, you're praying. You're using the word of God as a weapon. You're praying for a hedge of protection, for guidance, for victory, for insight, for wisdom, for revelation, for understanding. All of that is in the word of God. And you're not just sitting back. You're not just taking this thing lying down. You're going forward and you're going forward with the word of God. Say amen to that. Number 10, I told you I had 11. I got two more. Surround yourself with people of like precious faith. Oh, I love this one. You got you to gotta surround yourself. Another thing you could do to withstand the attacks of the enemy is surround yourself with the right people. Who you hang with matters. So you're surrounding yourself with people of like precious faith. When trouble comes because of the word, you need a church family. When trouble comes, what you don't want to do is, is be outside of the accountability and the responsibility that comes from being connected to other people, to brothers and sisters in Christ. You need people there to support you, to encourage you, to agree with you in faith, to pray with you. You need a, a body of believers. You need to surround yourself with a great cloud of witnesses. When you're standing in the gap, when you're going through something, the doctor decree says, hey, your body now has this disease or something, or you're, you know, your marriage is at the brink of divorce. That's not a time where you don't want to be surrounded with people that are going to build you up. And you need to be surrounded with the right people. You don't want to be in that moment. You're, you're susceptible. You don't want to be around people that are going to be speaking negative. That, like this is not, you can't share some of this stuff with people that you know are not going to build you up. You got to surround yourself with people of like precious faith. Why? Because the, when the word comes, trouble's going to come, but you're going to surround yourself with people that are going to encourage you to keep going, to look up and not down, to look forward and not backward. Greater is coming for you. Say amen to that. And then number 11 and finally, woof, I got through 11 things this morning. Walk in the spirit of an overcomer. If you want to withstand the, the attacks of the enemy, you got to develop grit, determination, perseverance, endurance. Know that, listen, that this, this thing is, this faith fight is not for punks. Like, like there's no punk. I'm from Brooklyn. Dude, there ain't no punk in me. Like, you, you, you know that, look, the only way you can lose is if you quit, but I'm not going to quit. 
Like, like you got to have bulldog tenacity when it comes to the things of God. Don't be surprised when opposition comes because it's going to come. But when it comes, you just cannot be moved. You, you cannot, you got to stand in the word. You got to meditate on it. You got to have a grit and a determination and a perseverance. You got to know that the power of the word of God will attract opposition, but you remind yourself this. I have the grace for it. God has given me the grace for it. I'm going to stand. I'm going to embrace the grace. I'm going to walk in faith. I'm going to, I'm going to believe God. I, I, I'm going to walk in the spirit of an overcome. I overcome. I'm, this thing will not be the end of me. Say that. Say there's nothing terminal about anything that attaches itself to my body. The spirit of suicide, depression has no power over me. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to meditate on your word. I'm going to believe what you believe about me. Lord, I thank you. I'm going to develop the spirit of an overcomer. I, I always believe. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. I'm going to believe that I'm coming out on top because God has given me the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh my God. I went, I went fast because I had a lot to share with you this morning. I hope that you got something out of that. You can go back and listen to this again, but let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life by faith. Say this, say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. So I boldly declare that your word has boundless potential and it will change my life. But the word also attracts opposition from the enemy. So when the enemy comes, I stand firm in faith. I know one word from you can shift everything in my life. And since Satan is aware of that, he's going to try to come snatch it. (laughs) But I declare that I will retain your word and I will resist every attack of the enemy. I refuse to be deterred, distracted, or dissuaded. I maximize my purpose and potential. I will make the impact in this world that I am destined to make by your grace and by your spirit. Though trouble and persecution may come, I will never give up. Quitting is not an option for me. I am prepared to overcome fear, doubt, distraction, temptation, and persecution. I meditate and I medicate on your word day and night. And I boldly declare, Jesus has already given me the victory. Lastly, Father, I go on the offensive. I use the sword of the spirit, which is your word, as my weapon. I rebuke the enemy. I declare the word. I plead the blood. I pray in faith. And I receive insight and victory. This is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting my messages, please go. If you're not getting my notes, go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. That was a lot. I ran through that as fast as I could, but also I pray that you got something out of that. Go back and listen to this again. Uh, I just want to remind you, I started with this. Let me close with this. Thank you again. For the many of you that are watching that are partners with our ministry, thank you for partnering with us. I speak life and blessings over you. If you're not a partner with our ministry, go to ripministries.org, 
and then check that out. And then I have a new book that's coming out on Saturday. I'm super excited about it. Go to rickpina.co. You'll see all of our materials there. And then on Saturday, we'll have this new book. And this new book is going to be a blessing to so many people. So leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. And I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.